Let us pray. Gracious of God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. We give you thanks that your word can get out there in so many ways that we can hear from you. God, guide us that we may indeed, may indeed be part of sharing your word and getting your word out there. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, um, and welcome uh, to another edition of uh, Scripture Talk. I did mention in the pre-show, um, this is this is being recorded immediately after the Super Bowl, uh, where apparently millennials and Gen, uh, Gen Xers are at war. Uh, it had been millennials and Gen Zs for a while, <laughs> but that's been an ongoing conflict forever. Um, but it, it's a show of unity um, that I, as a millennial, am not at war uh, with the Gen Xers. I did wear grunge today, uh, uh, specifically specifically uh, to shout out my Gen X friends, and specifically all that. three of my co-hosts we who are you. all Gen Xers. We thank you. Um, so anyways, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchat. And fellow Gen Xer Stacy Tyler. Right. See, again, I am, I'm the millennial on this show. Um... Anyways, this is a show where we don't actually talk about uh, generation wars. I just, I, I realized I brought that up in the pre-show, but I wanted to bring that forward, that I really think um, in these hard times, shows of unity are incredibly important. And so yes. I, you know, I thought about it as I was getting dressed this morning, um, also knowing that I didn't have to meet with any boomers today who would look at me and go, why did you wear this to work? Um, <laughs> why are you dressed like this as in a professional capacity? I'm like, well, I don't have to meet with boomers today. Um, and so the Xers would understand and the millennials don't care. Um, and the Gen Zs, who I I met with today did not notice at all that anything was amiss. Um, so anyways, uh, remember that actually this fits today's scripture weirdly. Um, that today's scripture is absolutely about intergenerational unity showing. Um, so I will get oh, right to by it. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day, whichever you choose to celebrate. Uh, or me, who is, you know, deeply dislikes um, greeting card holidays. Um, and let me... As I want to, as sometimes I get to explain to you all about St. Nicholas, someday I'll explain to you about St. Valentine. Um, he died. Of course, tomorrow is the true holiday. Right. It's a national 50% off chocolate day. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Although, yeah. last, so for uh, Halloween, because of supply chain shortages, right, there wasn't, there the big, wasn't that. So, I'm, um, so okay. maybe, I, you know. Um, I mean, I, I still might be at Walmart at 7.30 in the morning now that I don't have to online, uh, unload furniture. We're ready. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, but, I, but but it did not, like, for Halloween, we were having the opposite problem because of supply chain. So you just <laughs> never know. could be like heavy cream during Christmas. Um, anyways, our scripture this evening um, is Genesis chapter 45, uh, verses 3 through 11, and then I tagged on verse 15 so that the story made sense. Joseph said to his bro- brothers... I am Joseph. I am Joseph. I am Joseph. It's like I am Batman anyway. <laughs> this is literally I am Batman. Joseph. Um, is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me here before you preserve before you to preserve my to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of his house and ruler over the land of Egypt. Hurry, 
and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Mm. So I love this story. And there's at least a couple strains um, of, I think, important theological work um, happening here. One is this is, we often talk about, like, what does it mean for God to have a plan for you when really bad stuff happens? Does that mean God planned the bad stuff? No. But this is what God, all things work together for your good kind of look like. Um, that sometimes you went through some really traumatic stuff. That was bad. His, his brothers sinned real bad. Um, real bad stuff they yeah. did. Um, but it did put definitely, Joseph in this amazing bad. position uh, to do amazing things um, and end up saving uh, God's people. And so that's pretty cool. Um, was it like, did God want that to happen to Joseph? No, but God certainly used that, uh, used what happened to Joseph for his good and for the good of all of God's people, um, which in this case was just one family. <laughs> and uh, speaking of one family, this is one of those times I really think we miss a lot of the nuance and the atmosphere because of just reading it because yes. there had to have been tension in the room and I'm sure there was dramatic pauses. I mean, I, I envision in my head this backwards mystery ink reveal. Huh? I am Joseph. Come closer. And at, w- at which point you could almost hear the dun-dun-dun. Yeah, well, and, because you, you think about... Because they knew what they did they, to They know what they did. And what they did is real awful. And now Joseph is one of the most powerful people on the planet. I think that's another piece we got to understand yeah. is like Egypt is the headline empire of this particular era of history. And so for him to be Lord of all of Egypt is like, okay, he is like the prime minister. Uh, this is not uh, quite perfect. Yeah, it's like the prime minister almost. of England, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. is. Only Pharaoh himself has more pull at this particular moment, especially in this situation. Uh-huh. And this is when Pharaohs really thought they were gods. Yeah. They were like, you know, plot point of Exodus, which comes later. <laughs> uh, Exodus, the sequel to this story, um, is or the kind of the resolution to this story is yeah. the Exodus. But like, this is when Pharaoh is a god, thinks of himself as a god king. And so he is the one who runs shop for the god king Pharaoh, right? Like, this is an incredibly powerful man whom they have wronged in an incredibly powerful way. Which brings the other theological strain here is this is an incredible example of forgiveness. Yeah. So you get this idea when we jump to 15. I like how it says, and the brothers talked with him. I almost sense that's when they finally took a break. (sighs) Because you know they had to be realizing they sold him into slavery. And the slavery, though he kept being blessed, he had a lot of ups and downs in that. Yeah. And so he went through a lot there. And they even, know he that for him to want retribution, he would be almost a hundred percent in the right, at least from their thinking. Sure. Yeah. And he had the right to do, you know, he had the right to say, "I'm gonna get revenge on y'all. I'm the second most powerful person." He had the authority. Yeah. Yeah. All he had to say was, "Get him." Well, or <laughs> all he had to say was, "Yo, these people ain't from here." They don't need our help. Yeah. Right. He could. Yeah. He wouldn't even. He didn't have, even have to, to do anything. You're right. Didn't have to do anything. Right. All he had to say was. <laughs> no uh, grain for you. No grain for you. 
right? He's in charge of the great, he's team, whether you get grain or not, yo, that's on him. And he did that for Egypt, theoretically, not for these people, not from Egypt. And so we could just look at them and go, eh, I ain't gonna help you, right? It's not even the like, the active arrest them, burn them at the stake, mm-hmm. yeah. kill them. It would, could just be let them die. But I think they that because Joseph uh, tested them twice, I think. Yeah. Uh, with the cup and then the coins in the bag and stuff, he had to see that they. I, I don't know, worthy of being forgiven, if that's the way to say it. Because he, he's just testing the waters or where their this, heart was. Yeah, like. right, right, right. Say, at this point, yeah. Yeah, where, where they at? And you have this, like you said, an awesome story of forgiveness. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean that. It mentions in this, there's still five years uh, to go. So this is only two years into the uh, drought and famine, and they're already having to seek out food. So they would have not made it the five years, probably. Right. That's that's kind of like if you the the bit before this is they're in pretty desperate stakes. If they are willing to, you know, Egypt is not is by our standards relatively close it's the next country over it's the next country over to the west kind of south and to the west um of the promised land and i can't remember it probably tells us um and that means it's probably hebron but i can never remember where they're where in the where in the promised land they're settled forgive me i'm gonna look that up before we preach on this i think it was canaan because well i mean it's all canaan but like canaan just means israel right it's just like like where in israel is it part of israel that's closer to syria or is it part of Egypt that's closer to Egypt? And that's the part I don't remember. I think it's Hebron, though. Yeah. Now, um, I think something uh, interesting to point out that I see in this particular verse, we, we make mention of how forgiveness isn't just absolving people of what right. they did. But we really see here in Joseph the healing and at least the break brokenness that comes to him as he forgives. Yes. We see him weeping. We see him regaining yes. family uh-huh. and all of that because of his willingness to forgive. Uh-huh. And it's interesting, I think about, you know, almost a decade now of pastoral care and how often there are these questions of like, well, they're my family and they drive me nuts and what I'm going to do. And often some distance is needed there. Certainly was needed for Joseph and his family. But also, they are your family. And you are always connected to them, whether you want to be or not. And so this is, I think, an image of what a healthy um, getting back together looks like. Right. Yeah. This is not Joseph just goes home and lives with his parent, lives with his father again uh-huh. and hangs out <laughs> with all of his brothers who sold him into slavery and traumatized him forever. At the same time, he is not holding hatred in his heart, uh-huh. thus destroying his own soul um, towards them. And he allows them into a limited relationship with appropriate boundaries. Yeah. Y'all move here where it's safe. Y'all are going to live over there, and I'm going to live over here, and then we're going to see each other, but we are not going to live together. I am not coming home. I am the Lord of all Egypt. You're going to move here so that you don't die. I'm going to save your life, but also... I for clearly I forgive you, yeah. but, but also there are boundaries. So is it like I forgive, but I'm not going to forget? No, it is I forgive, but the relationship may never be what it was. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Right? That forgiveness does not mean the relationship just hits a reset button, right? Yeah. 
Um, I think, you know, you think about, I'm writing a marriage series at the moment, so this is on my mind, but like, um, infidelity is infidelity, and infidelity leaves, uh, leaves an emotional trauma. Uh-huh. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean the relationship as it was is restored. It simply means there is a restoration that hate is no longer being held or pain is not being held, that you are no longer wishing ill on that other person. But that does not necessarily mean that the relationship goes back to what it was. There can now be a new boundary because of that trauma that happened. And we see Joseph both dissolving some boundaries of, okay, I am going to have contact with these jokers. Um, I'm going to let them back in my life. I'm going to save their lives. Mm-hmm. I am forgiving them. Um, but I'm not hitting a reset button. Our relationship is forever altered because they sold him into slavery. Uh-huh. A little bit of trauma there. Yeah. A lot of and, trauma. There. And, and he starts off with the relationship he really missed. He's, his concern there at first, is my yeah. father Who still alive? Who did not sell alive? him into slavery. Yes, no doubt. And I, we don't know because it didn't play out this way. But I'm wondering... You know, and, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because we see him acting as a yes. godly yeah. man. But godly had man. they said no, how that would have changed because there would have been extra well, of him. But, I mean, so I, and it's I mean, a hypothetical. We don't know. Well, because the top level pitch on Joseph is that he is he's the good one. Yeah. Right. Not everyone in Genesis is. Hmm? Right. Like, let's 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 sit back well, and talk about I Jacob mean, for a second. Yeah. How good is yeah. Jacob? Really? I mean, I mean, with Joseph, uh, his father loved Joseph. Gave him a coat of many colors and everything. So yeah. there was no doubt the relationship well, between which, them was good. Which, and in all of that love, we see some of the hardship that favoritism yes. plays into uh, what happened uh-huh. with uh, Joseph. Oh, I'm but, not saying Joseph And that's not saying it, that it's the father's fault no, by but, any means. But, but, yeah. but he fed into a talk, like Joseph... Um, set up a system that allowed for toxicity, right? So yeah. I'm not saying Joseph is, or not Joseph, uh, Jacob. Um, I'm not saying, you know, he is blameless in all of this. All I am saying is he did not sell him into slavery. Right. right. Um, and he, what he, you know, um, there's a lot of New Testament stuff about like, yo, keep an eye on your own household. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and certainly this is in the Timothy's of like um, talking about what it means to be a leader in the church. The leader of the church is also does not lose sight of their own home. Um, and in like Joseph, we see a little bit of what it looks like when you lose sight of your own home. Um, when you um, when you love your children differently. Right. There's a whole like there is also a lesson in that. Um, but we see Joseph forgiving. Um, despite a tremendous offense that has been paid him, um, but forgiving in a way that could uh, and seems to allow for a truly healthy, transformed relationship to come out of it. Uh-huh. Some uh, comments in here. Uh, Joe, scars don't go away after I'm sorry and yes. it closed out on me. Can you finish? Yes, you it, it doesn't mean you hate the scars, but you learn from them. Exactly. Right? Um, and so this is I, forgiveness. As like the demand to forgive often gets used in some real like weaponized and awful ways, right? Oh, this person, you know, or often it's also used to cover up church abuses, right? <laughs> um, some bad le- leader does something bad in the church, and then the pastor calls you in and goes, "Well, you have to forgive this person, and that means everything goes back to normal." Mm. One of those things is true. You are called upon to forgive. But you ain't going back. But it ain't gonna, that does not mean the relationship has to go back, and that doesn't mean that we live in a world without consequences, right? Joseph's brothers know both they can have their brother back, but that relationship is different. And one of those things is because of Joseph's grace. 
um, that grace that Joseph is showing. And the other thing is still a consequence of their actions. Yeah, Joke, also, uh, Jacob came from a toxic home. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Um, and and so um, the interesting part of that, and I think going on with that, the scars, is that scars often do show he- healing there, but it also marks what happened. And yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes there's sensitivity that lasts for a long time. Sometimes it never goes away. And so, yeah, those boundaries that have to be worked through, set up, and sometimes it takes time and that can be well, hard on taken, both sides I mean, of the uh this has taken a good chunk of a lifetime yeah right that that you know this has decades later right biblical time scale it's often hard to tell right yeah. how you know uh when, when you stop and realize like when you read the book of acts as a story it feels like that was like five years it was definitely decades yeah. it was definitely decades right because it covers all of paul's earthly ministry uh which had to have been a minute um, but it all is, you know, done in 15 chapters or whatever. So this, it's tough to know exactly how long, but this has been a good chunk of a half a lifetime, um, that, you know, they were young, they were children or young men. And now mm-hmm. they are, you know, full grown adults. And, you know, uh, Jacob is towards the end of his life. Um, even, you know, even Benjamin, um, mm-hmm. is a grown up now. He's a big boy now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and in that scene, and you know, we, we didn't read the whole story, but you have that. We see the difficulties of it on both sides. Yes, You've got uh, like like uh, Brandy mentioned, we we have Joseph doing the testing mm-hmm. of to see where they are, and uh, Reuben. He got to see Reuben's brokenness and Reuben's sorrow, yes. and like, no, no, this happened before. Keep me, let him go. Yeah, and all, and then even in what we read today, okay, Joseph is at the point he's forgiving, and he ha- is, but you see that space that it wasn't until everything said that there's okay then the brothers began talking to him and it, it gives like i said that that idea that there was this hold your breath moment and yeah. we don't get to see how that went from there on other than the simple fact that the tension is still going to be there that has to be worked through and i think that's important to understand and sometimes is um for christians on both sides of that to realize hey Okay, I've asked for forgiveness, and they got to give it. It's just easy going to go back, like you were saying. But sometimes it's hard to remember that it's going to take the other person a while to get back to wherever they've set the boundaries. Well, and also, I, 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 I this is on my mind because it's also sits at the core of the marriage series, is understanding to take the biblical advice as for yourself and not to project it onto others. Uh-huh. Right. Right. That yes. There is a Christian call to forgive, but that doesn't mean that you can say to another person who needs to, who should forgive you, you should forgive me. Yeah. uh, Right. Like that is, that is like, you should forgive. They should too. But if you're the one in need in forgiveness, you are probably not the person to look at them and go, you should, de- I traumatized the bejesus out of you, but you should definitely forgive me because that's what Jesus says. No, that's weaponizing our religion. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and letting our impatience come into it, which is easy to do. The uh, You know, from a person who's trying to work through to see a situation get better and then like, why is it taking so long? But well, because well, it's, it does. It, well, because... I mean, I think that's where we have to pause. This is, you know, my <laughs> annual reminder of, yo, the Bible really thinks sin is a big deal. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I was just talking, uh, 
preach to our youth about forgiveness, that God will always forgive, right? Like God is always there to forgive. Um, you know, no matter what you do, Jesus is, you know, God is still loves you. Jesus is always there to forgive you, right? Yes, that is true. Um, but let us never forget that the Bible really thinks that sin is bad. Yeah. Like one of the consistent ethics, both of Old and New Testament, is that sin is really bad um, and that we really shouldn't do it. Um, and that like uh, real harm happens in the world when we do it. Uh, and so when we look at another person who we wish would forgive us and then they don't forgive us and we get frustrated with them, that is us under like underappreciating how we have harmed the other person. Because if Joseph had waited on his brother to apologize, he'd still be waiting on it today because they're not right. going to do it. But they saw within the trials that they went through with Joseph that they they knew they were wrong. Because I think one of them said, we're going through all this because what we did to Joseph. And I mean, we yes. should have done this. They and get like, it. But uh, this story is partial to me because uh, back in high school, we did uh, Joseph and the Green Coat. Yeah, yeah, it's a great play. And, and uh, I, I played uh, Dan's wife. But uh, it's like that part when they're in with Joseph for the first time and they're terrified. Yeah. Because they see this great man dressed in Egyptian clothes and the makeup and all. Uh -huh. and they're like, oh, my God, we're in trouble. You know? Yeah, they are in trouble. Yeah. He's the most powerful man on the planet. Yeah. So it, it's like they went through all that. They realized that. And they, oh, my God. And when, like you said, when they revealed that it was Joseph, they're like, oh, our brother can relax now. It's our brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but only after, only after. Yeah, I, I think that when they first realized it was his brother, that was the tension went, went up, up because they already thought we're in legal issues. Oh my gosh! And then they're like, "Man, but we haven't really done anything. We're we're innocent." And then when he reveals himself, they go, right, right. "Oh, we're not innocent." Run, bro, we, we got to go. <laughs> There's a great comment here in the chat. Quickest way, uh, quickest why to build. Excuse me. Quickest way. To build a way is to tell someone to forgive you. Um, wall. Wall, the there we go. The quickest way to build a wall, wall is to tell someone to forgive you. No, no one, one likes the finger pointing. Well, especially when, like, if you are the one who's done harm, it's really rich for you to be giving someone in Christian instruction. Huh? Let's talk about the hypocrisy. I've harmed you, but you need, I was not a good Christian to you. I harmed you, but you, you should be the good Christian and forgive me because that's what our religion says. Our religion also says um, to not harm others. Certainly John Wesley found that one of the most important yeah, do, rules. Do no, uh, do no, no harm, harm, right? Like, but I've done harm. I'm wrong. You don't want to be like me. You don't want to be a ha You don't want to be wrong, do you? Yeah, that's real rich. Uh -huh. So uh, just uh, yesterday, by the way, uh, Trey, you did an amazing job oh, thank, hey, hey, uh, mm -hmm. out there. And a shout out to uh, Chris and Mike Martz for uh, yeah, doing no, they, for us. they was fantastic. Definitely fantastic, yes. And you know, uh, I think oftentimes when the people are saying, "Hey, you need to forgive me," I don't think they're trying to be hypocritical, even though it is. And, and I only point this out because I have been guilty of that in sure. conversations with people of trying to see uh, something restored, and you're like, "But I'm trying. I'm trying to do. You should. Forgive. I'm trying." And it is. It you get you get caught up in yeah. your aspect of it and wanting to see how to make things and make amends and not realizing that hey, this sin stung and it's going to take a while well, and it may never get back to where it originally was. And the other part of it is you have to understand you don't deserve grace. Yeah. In anything, right? Yeah. Whether it is from God or from another person, you don't deserve grace. And this is part of where. We all fall into the works righteousness trap, yeah. right? I've earned your forgiveness, haven't I? No. No, you don't. None of us deserve grace. 
Right. None of us are deserved forgiveness. Uh-huh. Um, we should always assume that. We should always assume we do not deserve your your your. And, and that's hard, right? Right, but that sucks, right? Like that's the like yeah. the the we all love the like when we think about we love to talk about how oh I'm a sinner too and I don't deserve this but I got it right because we know we've gotten that grace from God right but we don't pause and realize that we don't deserve grace from another person right. None of us deserve it. It is also a gift from that person and is an example of their spiritual maturity, right? Um, but we don't, de- when we've done harm, we don't actually deserve to be forgiven. That's why it takes the power of Christ to die on the cross to unleash this forgiveness in the world uh-huh. and why we are called upon in the Lord's Prayer to forgive others um, because it needs to be the God, power of God working within us to offer that forgiveness because the other person who has harmed us doesn't deserve it and we who have harmed others do not deserve it. Right, we um, should be humble in the forgiveness. We should yeah. be humble yeah. in even yeah. as we seek forgiveness, understand that going into that, even going into that and asking, it is okay to ask for forgiveness, right? Um, you don't, but you don't deserve it. None, of, not just, not just the you generically. We all do not deserve it. Me as well. A uh, great comment here. Uh, shout out to Tracy for the hello. Uh, but uh, something that's forgotten is that as humans, we naturally have a knee-jerk reaction, and sometimes mistakes come from previous hurts. Sure. Right. Which yes. I think is exactly what's pointed out here, and what makes the Joseph's forgiveness such a great example of utilizing what Christ has yes. done for us, because. He, looking at it, I don't get it. He should have had that knee-jerk reaction. He should have, you know, as from what we think of carnally, you know, he should have had that, no, you can't be trusted. I got an opportunity. And yet, because he had previous, definite previous hurt to operate out of, which Uh is what makes this such a good example of what we would call Christian forgiveness. Uh Yeah, I mean, so this is the... One of the reasons I pulled this story is, it's just a really good story. But it's also like powerfully realistic, right? This is a very realistic reaction. And yet it's still a powerful example of forgiveness, right? Of what we are. And in this sermon, I am going to take the tack. Like we as Christians are called upon to forgive in this way, but know that you can't arm twist someone else to forgive you in this way, right? Mm -hmm. Like this should be a challenge for us to be like Joseph, but not expect anyone to be Joseph to us. Yeah. All the, all the things about uh, forgiveness, uh, in scripture points to the one doing the forgiving. Right. You know, uh, a Peter going before, how, how often? Seven times 70. Right. You know, or, or um, forgiving and it being tied to not being able to receive forgiveness if we don't, but it doesn't say that that then means you're automatically going to get it. Right. It's just saying you got to set the path so that it's open and then there well, you go. And, and then to forgiveness gets the monkey off of your back. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's like it just gives the the guilt off of you and all. So um, no, I I I am going to sit here and tell you, and it's certainly you know, <laughs> as we preach this, we need to like forgiveness is good for you. Oh well, yeah, right. It's also good for the other. It restores it restores both you and the other. But I just don't want us to fall into the easy trap of, and then we can get mad at other people for not forgiving us. Right? Yeah. Because if you are in the position of needing forgiveness, that means you did harm in the first place, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking for it because I may never get it. But as long as I put my forgiveness on you, I'm fine with it. And like, there are like very deep, there's very deep pain in my own life Um, because there are, there are relationships that will never be restored. 
and people's forgiveness that I may that I've you know the harm was such that the relationship was severed they may never forgive me and that sucks because it means I sit in a, in a place of ha- not having closure in those relationships um, and and you know losing some people who are very close to me because I did harm um, and um, the relationship was severed and, and I don't know if they've certainly they've never reached out and expressed forgiveness and so that means I live forever um, in that limbo of, of having this person that was very, very close to me, um, that I caused that relationship to end. And that really hurts. And, and I have, I have fallen into that. Like, ah, I wish they forgive me and I wish they'd reach out and like, nope, I so, shouldn't have harmed them. So, let this be an exa- Let this be a challenge to me to do less harm in the world, to need less forgiveness because I may never get it. So if I can share something personal mm-hmm. with y'all, um, my children, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all know the, my background of uh, abuse, uh, drug abuse and everything. And, and um, they've gotten to a point finally in the last couple of years where they have forgiven me. But they will also point out to me, like my, my middle son Travis the other day said, Dad, I love you with all my heart and soul. Would do anything for you, but I hate you. Sure. And he said, that's just, I can't forget Yeah. some of the things that, that happened in the, in the past. So I, I think in a lot of times we are forgiven, but also remember people don't forget. Well, and, and understand that forgiveness is a gift and a gift you may not receive, but that you should definitely give others, right? Um, that the best way to receive forgiveness in and of yourself is for yourself is to be a forgiving person. That's why I applaud Joseph for yes. not zapping his brothers. <laughs> he had the power and the authority to zap them. Zap them or just send them away starving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another great, um, what is hard, um, very hard to accept, is that someone keeps hurting you on purpose with the intention to hurt you and those around you will be forgiven and go to heaven um, and nothing will happen to them. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. true. That's, that's true. A, yeah. That's, a, that's a tough one. I have a... I had that of seeing people and going, where's the justice, God, for this situation? I want to see justice. I want that individual to get their comeuppance. Uh And it's very humbling and harsh when Jesus, you know, or whatever uh, sits there, the Holy Spirit puts you back on you and goes, do you you? want justice for yourself? Uh Because the reality of it is, I want mercy for myself and justice, and justice for the other, for guy. The other guy, which, uh, no, that ain't how it works. Yeah, no. I, so I recently <laughs> Thankfully. Um, was leading a Bible study uh, about Psalm 109, which is one of my favorite Psalms. This is the Psalm where it's like, get him, kill his mother, kill his father, kill his ancestors, kill his children, kill his wife, may his name be blotted out to the third generation. So I know this has been our prayer. And the dogs, and kids. Oh, it's all, like, it's, it's wipe out his entire family. Right? I hate this guy so much. Dear God, wipe out this guy's entire family. He's hurting me. And I don't think that prayer was answered. No. But I know we pray it because it's like I know I've had I've had those prayers, mm-hmm. uh, and or, there some of those prayers end up in the Bible. The, the disciples, hey, hey Jesus, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to take them out? No, you, no, you don't want that. No, man, don't. Right, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> and sit so down. it is. And so we must be. And 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 to take that kind of away just from an idea of God, um, we should be merciful. Because we have received mercy. Forgive us our trespasses Uh as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, And mercy is is a rejection of our ability to get justice. Uh It is a rejection 
of our ability to get justice. Because if God had sought justice on us, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. You and know, so we must be merciful as we, even as others may not be merciful to us. You know, sitting here thinking, I, I really don't think about it that much because I always tend to think of it as, uh, you know, people who've wronged me or, or the more modern translation, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who blah, blah, blah. But I was sitting here as you were saying it there thinking about trespassing and, and the, the no trespassing signs popped yeah. up in my, my head about someone just stomping all over what belongs to someone else. Yeah. Forgive me for the times I've stomped all over someone else as, you know, forgive that those who stomped out. on me. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a, a genie in the chat. Um, you know, I used to think it was awful that life was unfair. Then I thought it wouldn't be much worse if life were fair and all the terrible things um, and all the terrible things that happen to us come because we actually deserve them. So now I take great comfort in, in the general hostility and unfairness of the universe. It's a quote from Babylon 5. Um, awesome. And it, but I think also we um, humans love fairness. Thankfully, God has chosen to give up on fairness. Right. To give up on the justice that God could rightly receive, right? This is this again. This gets like at the core of the scripture is an example of the free gift of grace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Brothers have not earned it in any way. Um, Joseph, you know, is in a position where he doesn't have to give it. No one's putting a gun to his head. Right. Um, he chooses to do it. Now again, it's still a relationship with the change. Um, anyways, we can bring this thing in for a landing here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think more or less we. Uh, I hope we hope y'all get where we're going with this, that it is about forgiveness, um, but it is about us forgiving. And yes, I, as the pastor, am going to challenge y'all from the stage to forgive, even as mm-hmm. I challenge myself, even as I include myself in I was about that. to say, this is going to be a challenge you want to preach because right. it's going to have as well, should many be, pokes right? back at. Yeah. To avoid self-righteousness, even as we preach this text, yeah. um, is a fine line to walk uh-huh. because you we as the preachers do not want to land ourselves in the position where we are, you know, telling those whom we have harmed to forgive us. Also, I'm going to throw in a thing here. Um, Sit down and like think this out long and hard because like you need to forgive people that you've been needing to forgive because tomorrow is not like guaranteed for us. And I guarantee you if you're say I was mad at say I was mad at Scott. And uh, and he died tomorrow. And I, and I love Scott to death. And if he died tomorrow, what are you trying to say? I would never be able to <laughs> forgive myself because I, I didn't give him that. Right, because you're carrying that. You're carrying that in yourself forever. There is one last. There is one last com- couple of last comments in the Psalms. Uh, uh, the Psalm is written um, A B C E F U. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and it seems different when those that hurt you come back and ask for forgiveness versus those that just keep hurting you. Yes, I agree. That is different. Asking for forgiveness is at least a recognition of harm. Um, but even as we go to those that we have harmed and ask for forgiveness, understanding you are asking for something you, you do not deserve and should not expect to receive mm-hmm. and appreciate the miracle of God it is when we get it, right? Uh, or when somebody says, when you tell somebody, please forgive me, and they don't, don't freak out. Yeah, right, because it's actually the thing you deserve. You don't deserve that forgiveness. Exactly. None of us do. Exactly. It is a miracle unto God when we get when we give it and when we get it. Yeah, with uh, Emily in the chat, uh, withholding forgiveness, holding a grudge is like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. That's it. That's it. 
Um, but anyways, if you have other feedback for the show, I really appreciate um, the live audience yes, in particular. Uh, y'all always great. add uh, so much to this show. Um, so if you do want to catch this show live, it records Monday um, at 6 o'clock. Most of the time. Um, and then at random times, um, some of the time. Um, but also, you can uh, leave a comment here on Facebook. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can leave a comment on our website, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you're looking for an audio-only version of the show, um, it posts after the fact. Just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And we will be back um, next Monday. Um, I think um, my schedule next Monday is a little complicated. Yeah, um, we'll both be in Thailand well, shortly before. Yeah, um, so anyway, we're, we're we'll going to confer on production meeting, but there will be an episode next week, maybe Monday at 6, maybe not. Um, but also, remember, uh, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. trying. I would love a sponsor. I would love for the show to not to be a money pit. Brandy showing off her new phone. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's your birthday. She oh, really sorry. does sell this. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs>